and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King one, um, I don't know, look at each other across a courtyard at a time. <laughs> I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we're talking about Minute 177, which starts with Aragorn continue to attend to Eowyn's wounds. And it ends with uh, Pippin... Finding Mary under an orc body? Looks like an orc. Yeah. He shoves it off the top of him. Yeah. But yeah. So right at the beginning of this minute is the the end of Aragorn's time with Eowyn here. Mm-hmm. And his hand kind of glides down to the side of her face, and he touches her cheek and cradles her head. And that's when she wakes up. Yeah. Well, she starts, like, breathing deeper first. Because, like, it looks like she's barely breathing yeah. before. And then she kind of... Her, eye, her eyes feel, flutter open. I feel like she stares at him for, like, maybe a second too long. Well, she just can't believe that Aragorn is here. No, I, like, I feel like they kept, they kept on the, the, the scene. They, they didn't cut away. Like, I feel like it's a, like a little too long. It's a little, little too long? Yeah. I don't know. Like, the, Aragorn's touch is what wakes her up. Is like one of those things that's like very much coded in like fairy he's tale a magical, symbols. Like king healer. Yeah, he's her prince charming. It is, but no. <laughs> but no, because <laughs> she some, sees she sees Faramir. This there's minute. a more wholesome prince charming right there. Um, yeah, I guess I I was thinking it last time. I forgot to say it. Um, it is kind of like Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Um. And I think that's a very intentional vibe. I don't know. I don't think that that would be on accident. I don't. At this point, like, the Eowyn and Aragorn thing has been put to rest. In my mind. Yeah. Like, it hasn't really been in the movie yet. I know. And it. Because it isn't until one of the endings. <laughs> right. Um. But we get this we get this moment of Eowyn waking up and going to the window. Yeah. I like the way that um, these scenes are are intercut. Um, it's, this isn't three minutes. It's like barely two. Yeah. It's like one and a half. But it, it the the scene feels really long. Yeah. Like that's kind of the well, point. Well, maybe is if that they just... shaved a couple seconds off of her staring at him. <laughs> that's right. Maybe it wouldn't feel so long. <laughs> because like... We we linger on that moment for a long time, and then, like, we barely, I feel like, get anything else. Like, the scenes um, fade into each other really quickly after that. Yeah. Um, it, it's straight up 15 seconds until the fade to, until the fade begins into the next part of this. Yeah, but, like, not with her staring at him. No, it's, um, but it's, like, four or five. Yeah. I like her... Um, dress her 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 nightgown her chill i'm gonna chill and heel dress yeah i guess it would be a nightgown very billowy sleeves yeah it's very galadriel yeah um but like not at the same time because like i feel like all of galadriel's outfits are very intricate Mm. um with like like embroidery or just like the material or you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, this There's is always very, some fine details. Yeah, this is very simple. Yeah. Um, which I like. 
Um, it fits the I'm I'm taking a nap vibes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then Faramir is just looking across the courtyard at her while she's looking out the window. Yeah. Kind of smiles. He's like, oh, that's a beautiful lady over there. <laughs> so in the commentary, David Wenham is talking about how he had worked with Miranda Otto before, uh-huh. 10 years prior to this. What? Uh, on a radio play where they had to pretend to have sex in a bathtub. Whoa. That's awkward. So they had to like... They were, like, standing in a bathtub, making all the noises for a radio play. Oh, my God. And he talks about them just not being able to, like, take it seriously and right. stay in character. And it took forever and ever to do it. That's hilarious. And then they didn't work together until this. <laughs> like, that's so funny to me. I mean, like, yeah, how can you take yourself seriously doing that? Right. He's, like, standing in You're a... just, like, fake moaning. <laughs> right. You're just, like, standing in a stall so the sound is right. Just, like... Moaning back and forth, <laughs> splashing water every That's now and amazing. then. Like, come on! Holy moly! That's so funny, dude. Yeah, as soon as as soon as they yell cut, like that's you just cry. You just out. laugh. Yeah, yeah, you just can't. That's amazing. That's so funny. Yeah, and I'm like that. That's pretty good. That that that's so funny, David Wenham. <laughs> it's like, a, oh hey, long time no bathtub. Right, long time no see. <laughs> That's we wind hilarious. up together in this movie, right? That's so funny. I don't know. It amused me. That's very funny. I, um, yeah, I I wish that there were, there was more time to spend on these two, but there yes. just isn't. No, there there really isn't. You... Because, like, his, court, his courting of her is so adorable. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, like, the most wholesome thing in that entire book. Oh, you killed the Witch King. Now you're sad. My dad tried to kill me. Let's be sad together. Let's be sad together. <laughs> well, that, well, you know, well, while you were killing the Witch King, my dad tried to set me on fire. Right. And then he killed himself. She's like, oh my God. <laughs> this, oh, wow, that's terrible. <laughs> Just commiserating together. Yeah. Getting through their healing. But uh, yeah, then we we cut to uh, we cut to Pippin walking around the battlefield looking for Mary, mm-hmm. and in the theatrical, this scene is in daylight. They just color corrected this bit to nighttime Whoa. for the extended, because dropping the houses of healing and extends the time t- the timetable. Right. So they just made it nighttime for the extended. That's they talk about it in the commentary. I'm surprised Gandalf isn't with him. Looking also for Mary. Looking for Mary. Right? Gandalf would totally be looking for the Hobbit. Yeah. Maybe he's just somewhere else on the battlefield looking for a Hobbit. Do you think Pippin actually told Gandalf that he found his cloak? I don't know. Or if he just has been walking around since that time. Oh, poor Pippin. I guess it's this is uh this is like pickup stuff too. Yeah. Because in principal photography, uh Dominic Monaghan mentions that they originally shot this scene with Mary still stumbling around mm. when he was found. And then kind of being walked back towards Minas Tirith with Pippin. Uh, But they decided to have him be found, like, passed out on the battlefield. Underneath some some bodies. Presumably he killed them. Right. Mary, being a little warrior. Right, The greatest warrior of the four hobbits. Being a stabby, stabby friend. Pippin is so, so concerned for, for his buddy Mary. Yeah. He just... He just football tackles that body off top, off the top of Mary. He shoves it right to the side. 
right here next to the elephant, next to an elephant. Poor Mary. Don't know how far away this is from where Mary stabbed the witch king in the right, leg. Right, right. Yeah, like, we've already talked about that, but like... Just wandering around. But it's cool because this scene doesn't actually look uh, day to night the same way it, a lot of other ones do. It, I mean, it. it's a lot more subtle. Yeah. Probably the shadow of the big el- dead elephant prop helps. Yeah. Because it is something big and dark in the frame They're also already. not, it's not as blue yeah. as some of the other ones were, you know? Yeah. It's not as blue as the Houses of Healing just were. Right, right. But that's intentional. That's like inside, like, cool healing stuff. You know what I mean? Like the Day for Night stuff yeah. in Lorien. Yeah. It was really blue. Yeah. Um, the Houses of Healing being really blue, too, is probably also a conscious choice to make it seem more fantastical. Yeah. Um, where did Pippin get his sweet bag? I don't know. It's like leather bag with a little fringe at the bottom. Yeah. No, it's not a fringe. It's like a um it's like embossed. Oh. It's got like some gold stuff. I feel like there's a tree up here on the flap. Oh yeah, there totally is. So maybe it's just like a little little utility bag for the Gondor soldiers. I don't know that that was in his outfit. Well no. I mean he's got the cloak on, so it's probably hard to see. Yeah. No, I mean like when he had his outfit all laid out before on his bed. Oh, I don't know. I don't think it was. He just found it later. And I love like, me a I good really hand- like this bag. I love me a good handbag. I feel like I would have mentioned it. He's got to have something to keep his pipe weed in. I guess, yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's really cool looking. I don't know. I wonder if you can see it in any previous scenes. I don't think so. It doesn't look Or did familiar. he go get some medicine from the Houses of Healing and oh, then run out maybe. here to go look for... For Mary again, this, if he finds him to be yeah. like, hey, chew on this root. I'm going to carry you back. I love that he's like still got Mary's cloak. Like he's like, I'm not giving up until I find my cousin. Yeah. Won't give up on him. Mm-hmm. Got to fi- gotta find Mary. Yeah. You get a pretty good look at his outfit. Like there's the belt that has his sword. And then there's a, the cross belt that has his little bag. Yeah. And I don't... Really... They're both attached to the belt of the, like, the, the tabard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Dig it. I... Got this little breeze making his cloak blow around a little. <sighs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember seeing that. There are a whole lot of spears in the leg of that elephant. There is, yeah. I don't like seeing all the dead horses on the ground. So many dead horses. You would think that a people that are so reliant, like, have such a, um, like, almost symbiotic relationship with um, their horses that they wouldn't, like, bury them. Or I know that's a lot of work, but, like... Yeah, I mean, they probably do. It's just... I think it's important for the audience to still be able to take in what happened here. Mm. So, like... Because there's still human bodies strewn around. Yeah. They haven't cleaned up stuff yet. Like, we just... That's I, true. From the Houses of Healing to this, and it's still being Nobody dark. found Mary. They were, like, combing the, the battlefield for, like, wounded. And... I mean, if he wasn't moving or, like, saying anything, if he was actually passed out, they might not have even noticed him That's under true. these bodies over here. Ma- Pippin just turns around and sees a bare hobbit foot. Right. And he's just like, holy crap. <gasps> it's Mary. It's got to be Mary. Yeah. There's no other soldiers out here with bare feet. Even the orcs wear shoes. Yeah. It looks like an Urukai. It might be. 
I mean, there were Urukai mixed into the army. Yeah. Dude, Mary killed an Urukai. Right? Stab. Got him. <laughs> or some Rohirrim shot an Urukai and he landed on Mary. Oh, poor Mary. <laughs> Which would be like, what happens to Pippin at the Black Gate in the book? A troll falls on him? What? Really? I think so. Squish? I think so. I, I, I have to go back and read, but I, I think that someone get. I think it's Pippin's perspective. I could be wrong that, like, a, there's a troll, and then it's implied the troll falls on them, and then you don't have their perspective for the rest of the no. thing. But they're okay. Pippin, no! I think it's Pippin. I haven't gone and read that part of the book in a while. Oh my god. That's funny. I could be totally wrong, but I I could be making that up. It just could be in my brain, but right? I think, yeah, it, I think I that's know. a thing. I don't know that that's a thing. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, we'll find out. If 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 I'm totally off base, I'm sure Bob will correct me. <laughs> so, hi, Bob. Or somebody, uh, somebody else. Yeah. That's hilarious. I like the um. You get a. It's not a very good glimpse of of the difference between like the Rohirrim armor versus like the Gondor stuff that Tim's yeah. got on. Um, I like Mary's bracers. I like that his um. I guess it's, would it be, is it still breastplate if it's leather? Uh, I think cuirass is a, is a more accurate term. Oh, I've never even heard that before. Um, but his armor that he's got over his torso, I like that there's like these over, like these flaps that are um, layered on each other. Not yeah. quite like scale, but like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's cool. I did grow here and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, did you want to talk about the lyrics for the song? Oh, yeah, yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got caught up in, like... Mary and Pippin. <laughs> My boys. So, um, the lyrics to the Houses of Healing song that Arwen um, sings, is, uh, with a sigh you turn away, with a deepening heart, no more words to say, you will find that the world has changed forever. And the trees are now turning from green to gold, and the sun is now fading. I wish I could hold you closer. Yeah. What do we um? What do we think of of these lyrics? Like, what do you think it's trying to say? I mean, like, obviously, like the green to gold, like, you know, the 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 magic of the elves is fading, like, you know. Yeah. The world's changed forever. Right, and the, the sun's fading. I wish I could hold you forever. Hold you, hold, closer. Hold you closer. Yeah. Like, is it is it a song that's supposed to make us feel um, how Eowyn might feel about Theoden's passing? I don't know. Because that's certainly the, like, probably the most impactful death in Eowyn's life at this point. Yeah. And it's certainly... Like the it's certainly a major thing that she needs to like overcome going forward is her grief over the loss of Theoden, mm-hmm. and that's part of what the Houses of Healing in the book is for too. Not just the healing of her physically from her her fight with the Witch King, but also her emotional healing over the loss of Theoden and everything else that's happened. Yeah. So I guess that maybe there's a therapist on hand in the House of Healing. God, I don't I know what's so. going on here. I freaking hope so. I think um, I think 
these these lyrics are, are applicable to both of them, to, to Eowyn and, and Faramir both. Yeah. Um, like, especially, like, the world has changed forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Well, Faramir is now steward. True, yes. Like, as soon as Denethor's dead, that's Faramir now. Yeah. Um, and, like, the... The end of it being, like, the trees changing color and the sun setting, um, I don't necessarily read as, like, um, as, like, death as a, like, a very morbid or or macabre sort of thing. I Mm. read it as, like, death as, like, a change. Well, yeah, and that's also, I mean, that's in line with some of the, like, the Valinor stuff that Gandalf was saying to Pippin a few minutes ago. Like a cycle ending and a new one beginning. Yeah. Like this, it feels related to the, the, like the endless fields of green and all of that sort of, sort of imagery from Gandalf. Well, I also, I mean, I also think because it's sung by, by Liv, um, it's, it's, um, it's also like reflective of like the state of the elves too. You know, you know what I mean. Maybe, but that doesn't have anything to do with what's going on in the scene. So right, I think but that, like, I feel like her singing it is is um, significant. I feel like if they wanted it to be, um, if they wanted it to be significant to the elves or Arwen as a character, it would have been sung in Elven, mm. and it's not. Okay. I think it was. It's purely just they thought Liv had a really good voice for this song. I never would have guessed it was Liv Tyler without looking or being told. Yeah. I never would have known. So, and there's, I think it's just happenstance that it's Liv. I don't think there's any meaning behind it being Liv Tyler. I don't think it's significant. Let me, let me find your significance in things, Norman. That's what I went to school for. <laughs> I think, I think that what's significant here is, is what it, it's saying. Yeah. And like over the, over the scene. But you know what I mean? Like the themes of the lyrics are very in line with like elvish stuff. Yeah. I mean, they... Especially the last four lines. The trees well, the, the trees turning from green to gold is like... You can take that to mean autumn, yeah. Right. Like, Rivendell is in... Well, it wasn't autumn. Now it's winter, but... Yeah, now it's just like, everything's come down. Yeah. But, I mean, given the, the context of what this is sung over, mm-hmm. um, I think it, it's it's a song about about transition, but I think the last line is like very clearly this song is about loss. Mm. So I think it's about it, it's it's about the grief that these two characters have. Okay. That's legit. Like I don't think there's anything like particularly to read into it in regards to anything outside of Eowyn and Faramir's perspective. Yeah. I think that they wrote this song and they're just like, oh, Liv has a really nice voice. We can yeah. get her to sing this. But, I mean, it's pretty. It's very yeah. ethereal. Yeah, I really, I do really like the music in the the Houses of Healing. But, I don't know that I have anything else to say about this minute. No. We get some more Mary and Pippin stuff tomorrow. Yeah. I want Pippin's sweet bag. Right? Oh. <laughs> Gotta accessorize. The shape is very pleasing. I <laughs> 
It's a little bag of holding. No. Um, it's got all the Hobbit amenities. It's got like... Like 15 meals worth of food. His pipe's in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're from the website duelinggenre.com. You can check us out there. Check out some of the other Dueling Genre um, podcasts. Um, we were just on the Protagonist podcast last week talking about... That was last week, right? Or two weeks ago? No, I think it was last week. I think it was last week. Time makes no sense. Um, yeah, we were time in the age of quarantine. We were just recently on protagonist podcast, um, talking about uh, the extended edition of Two Towers because we will never get away from these movies. Uh, <laughs> nope, never. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can also check out uh, like something I'm very proud of, Geek by Night, our one of our scripted audio dramas about. Um, some 20-somethings that uh, run a comic book shop, and they also happen to have superpowers. Um, so the last episode of season one just re-dropped in the feed, I think. Um, don't quote me on that. It's it's getting toward the end of season one. So if you haven't listened to that yet, um, and that sounds like your thing, uh, please check it out. That'd be awesome. Uh, it's like kind of my shared baby with like Scott and Nick, so it's good. Thanks. Uh, there's other place, there's other podcasts to check out on the site too, but I feel like I've been rambling, so um, we'll be back tomorrow with um, more of this movie, even more of <laughs> this movie. Always more. <laughs> Always. Bye. Bye. <laughs>